close the door behind you. You're now in the green room. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Green Room. Uh, my name is Kelly Emanuel and I'm your host. Um, today, today, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Why? Because I'm here with Corey Christian. He's a friend of mine uh, here in Boston. He is uh, an engineer and bassist. And uh, he's a phenomenal bassist. Uh, you, you actually saw uh, one of his features that we've had on the platform at the top of this episode. Uh, so you saw for yourself. <laughs> uh, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Corey, can you go ahead and just introduce yourself to the people? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I guess I'm this guy's friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Corey Christian, born and raised in Boston. I've been playing bass. I'm actually a church musician. Uh, I grew up playing in the church, started around like 13 years old, uh, and I've been playing now for the last, it's crazy to think about it, but like the last 16, 17 years. So uh, yeah, started out playing drums, kind of switched over to bass um, and stuck to the bass. All right. Bass the best instrument in the band. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I think Eddie would agree. <laughs> So it's funny because uh, myself and Corey have a very, very similar story. So I also started playing bass at like 12 or 13, also started in church. I'm also an engineer. <laughs> we also have the same middle name, but <laughs> that's neither here or there. Yeah. Uh, um, but so you said you mentioned that bass is the most important instrument in the band. Is that really the reason why you switched from drums to bass? I might story, be a little man. biased. I might be a little biased, but it, thinking about when that happened, the switch. Uh, so, Keddy and I, we also have a mutual friend, my cousin, CJ. Uh, so, I actually CJ. started out playing drums. CJ's a drummer. Uh, so, what actually happened was we both started playing music in the church around the same time. Um, we would switch off on the drums. So, one of us would always be free, not playing anything. Uh, one week though, there happened to be a bass laying around. CJ was on drums and I just kind of picked it up um, and started playing it like periodically. And then Christmas of that year, my mom connected with one of the other senior musicians at the church. She saw how much I loved playing the bass whenever I played it. And then they bought me a bass for Christmas. Right. Uh, and then since then, I've just been playing bass. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's kind of the story of how I migrated from drums to, to bass. And I'm happy it happened. So shout out to CJ. Shout out to CJ. <laughs> I know he's, he's going to be watching this. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the thing, right? Um, I, I, I often find on this platform, I think uh, it's kind of crazy to think that I've been, we, we've had the green room um on the cadence platform previously ocean musicians for about two years now we're approaching the two-year mark um and of all the people i've had the pleasure of speaking to mm -hmm. uh, almost everybody starts in church every single person <laughs> almost everybody i've talked to yeah. uh, at least is currently still uh playing in church or uh uh is you know that's where they started, you know? And so I, I think there's something very unique. I remember speaking to Jay from Antigua about, about this same thing. And he was saying that there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that you learn from playing in church. 
how would you add to that? What, what are some things that come off the top of your head that you think as a musician, uh, church is a very good and unique place for you to develop? That's a good question. I think one of the things that makes church unique compared to other environments, it's a very supportive environment. So you feel very comfortable coming out the gate. There's a lot of people who believe you should be using your gift for God and for the Lord. So it's a very safe environment where you could kind of starting out, you don't want to be making too many mistakes, but it's a a very supportive environment where like, if you do make a mistake, no one's going to actually like, look at you in a negative way. They'll kind of train you up, give you pointers. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably the main reason. And it's just like, once you're around those musicians in church, they're always willing to help you learn, whether it's after church. You know, like when we were growing up, we were in church all day. All right. (laughs) Running around, you can just go to the music corner and kind of dabble on the instruments. So I think there's some of that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, man. When When I initially started, right? Um, I remember just as a little kid, so, uh, for those of you who may not know, so, uh, a lot of churches have Wednesday night services. They have Sunday night services. I would go in specifically on those nights, <laughs> just kind of sitting there waiting to see, all right, is there anybody else to play bass? <laughs> <laughs> See if you get your opportunity to, to get in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, as you said, it's a very supportive environment. But also, another thing that Jay spoke to was um, it can also be very unpredictable, which teaches you to think on your feet. That's true. You know, because because <laughs> think about it, right? If you have, because uh, oftentimes at, at work or just in regular life, you'll speak to people. By the way, let me know if I'm peeking on your end. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. All right. So at work or in regular life, you talk to people and they're like, yeah, hey, you're part of a band. Someone just asked me that like two days ago. Like I told them I'm a musician. Right. They're like, are you part of a band? That's always a weird question for me to answer. Cause it's like, I don't really consider it a band, but like, right. I guess we are a band weekly. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's kind of outside of your framework. Right. Right. Um, but in, in the whole band framework, you know, you have a set list that you learn, that you rehearse as a band together, mm-hmm. you get it down, you get it right. And then you, you go perform places. Um, that's great. And, you know, uh, th- that's wonderful. But in church, you just have songs just thrown out at you, just <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> Some lady in the back just starts singing. <laughs> the worship leader just goes into a song sometimes that wasn't planned but right yeah that's the unpredictability of it and sometimes they're just going where the spirit leads uh so yeah yeah man and and i think that's very good for development as well for sure Sure, agreed yeah so help me out so now you've been you've been playing for a while did, did you have any formal plan by the formal training by the way Never. So that's one of the things that like, if I could go back in time mm-hmm. and my mom tried to get me into formal training, I might've been like seven or eight and I just wasn't having it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, and like I mentioned before, I kind of picked up and started playing when I was like 13. I wish I kind of followed through and like, I wish she pushed me harder uh, into that. Uh, but uh, other than that, never had 
any real formal training. It was more so like I had mentors in the church, mostly organists or pianists. Um, I didn't really learn from bassists. I really learned from organists and pianists, which is also interesting. Um, a lot of like just following where their left hand is moving, their bass hand, um, and translating that to the bass. Uh, so that really learning that to to watch where their fingers were going and 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 picking that up on bass that was really something I really picked up on early days, um, and then I guess the only sort of formal training I had was I was part of the Berkeley City Music mentoring. That's a high school program um, in the Boston area for high schoolers who are interested in studying music. So. Uh, my cousin and I were actually in that. We did that like 11th grade and 12th grade. Um, so that's probably the only formal training I had. And I started playing maybe two or three years before that. Um, okay. So this Berkeley city music thing, what was yeah. the syllabus? Like, what, what was that? Like, how much uh, did so they, they cover? Yeah. yeah. So they would co cover like very basic, like music theory. This was probably my first exposure to formal music theory other than like what the pianists and organists were kind of showing me at church. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you went through the, you know, every good boy deserve fudge, <laughs> uh, learning how to read the, you know, looking at how many sharps are on the time, on the, uh, on the music, on the sheet music to know what key you're in. Uh, and then going through formal air training before then we had already like been immersed in air training, but, that's where I kind of like formally did air training, uh, which is very useful for me now because most of the playing I do is in church, like I mentioned. And a lot of that is just picking things up with your ears as opposed to reading the music. So right. got some formal air training there. And then we were also always paired with a mentor bass, ba like in whatever instrument you were playing. So I was paired with a, a, a bassist, uh, each of the years that I did that as well. And I, I learned quite a bit from each. So you remember who, who those guys were, or you want to mention them? Uh, one of them was Kyle miles. Um, and then the second one, I might've had one session with them. Oh, it was, uh, Juan Maldonado, uh, good bass player, great bass player. Uh, I think he's still in the Boston area. Um, I think Kyle might be in New York, but yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them, man. Shout out so, to them. Now, now, here's the other thing you mentioned that was interesting. So you mentioned that you you basically learns through following the left hand of these organ players, right? Well, left hand of the pianist, and then like bass pedals of the organist slash left hand. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you think that may have helped or hurt your development? Just, just overall. So it helped in the sense that I knew how to play those guys I was playing with. Mm -hmm. I learned their styles very quickly and where they wanted to go. So it was good for me as far as like playing with them. Um, I guess one way it could hurt is if I'm used to playing with a particular player style, it might be hard to pick up a new player style. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was sort of a learning curve when it came to playing with new people, but uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I think I'd say there. It's really the guys you're playing with on a regular basis, um, just learning their left hand, you learn like, you know, what, where they like to go, 
uh, with the music and you really learn how to build that chemistry with them. So that's a good thing, I'd say. Yeah, man. Like when I when I started, uh, it was similar, but at, at my church, uh, it was we didn't have a keys player. Period. Right. So it was guitarist. Oh. <laughs> we had no keys player. So I was looking. I was looking at the guitarist just chording. Um, so he'd be chording and playing the song, and yeah. I, I I picked up very quickly. Oh, if I just followed the direction that he's going, right? Because I, I had nobody tell me anything about air training, nothing. Well, that <laughs> must just... have been hard, man, <laughs> following the guitarist, because it's like, at least with the keys, you can sit next to them and follow their left hand, but the guitarist is like, you got to kind of like look, <laughs> unless they're right in front of you. Uh, oftentimes he was right in front of me. Okay. Either right in front of me or to, to my side. Yeah. So I could kind of look over and see, okay, he's moving here. So, okay. Then, then I started to make these connections in my mind. And like, oh, when he moves here, that's like the six. And then you start to connect and say, oh, the song. I can kind of hear where, when, when what, he goes to the six, you know. And then, yep. oh, and that's where the four. He goes yep. down. And then you start to make these relationships. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you start to watch less. Right. And I was like that. Like what you said just reminded me. Like with gospel music, you could kind of tell. Like once you play it enough, you could tell where the music's going. Yeah. So like whether it's hymns or like a lot of the, the music we play nowadays, you could kind of readily tell where the music is going. So I guess you start watching a little less mm-hmm. um, whenever you're playing with someone new. But man, watching the guitars, that must have been difficult. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. And then slowly over time, then you start to make these. Okay, so if he's going seven, three... Then there's probably a six coming after that. Then there's probably going to be a two and then a five and then back to the one. (laughs) You know, and then it it all starts to make sense. Um, But it all goes back to what you were saying about the supportive environment, right? Because um, under different circumstances, I don't think I would have the same patience. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing, right? You can't be like on a wedding gig. And expect the same grace if you play off. Exactly. No, <laughs> exactly. You can't be on a corporate gig, but in church, so yeah. it might be a little nicer. Depends yeah. on the church too, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Now you mentioned looking back, uh, if if you could have changed something, right? Uh, you would have probably you know done a little more theory, right? Theory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so are there any, any other common mistakes or like areas you think younger musicians, uh, could probably put in a little more work just from what you've seen typically with, you know, the younger generation coming up because we, we get in ripe, man, we're ripening. (laughs) I guess the one thing I would mention is something that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, the professionalism that comes with being a musician, like, so stuff outside of playing, right? Just the preparation, like showing up to rehearsals prepared. That's something that I think uh, people should pay more attention to Um, because you can be a great musician, but if you're showing up, not like learning the music, 
right. uh, rest of your band members and whatever institution you're playing for won't like that. Uh, another thing is just like having, I guess it goes back to professionalism again, just having a positive attitude when you're showing up for these gigs. Uh, that could go a long way in getting another call back. Um, you could play all the music well, but if you're like, I don't know, just kind of quiet, sitting in the corner, yeah, being serious. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like you, you might not get a call back if the next person is equal to you playing wise and they're nicer and more uh, cordial and personable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I guess for the gospel environment, like reading music and stuff like that is not that important. So yeah, I wouldn't say that's too important uh, in in that environment. So yeah, I think the first two, that two things that are typically overlooked and both are related to like professionalism and just knowing how to be personable and a good added member to the, to the band. Hmm. No, I think that's very valid. And I think that's, that's probably what, what you do see most often. Right. Um, but from what I've seen, and I'm going to say this with a grain of salt, right? I, I don't want people, I don't want people to crucify me. <laughs> I say this. Uh, but from what I've seen, generally, folks who don't have the professionalism, even even at a young age, they just they, they don't they generally don't change later on and just become professional. It's true. <laughs> they just stay like that. Just per- it could be a personality thing. So maybe it's like, yeah, as you said, a personality trait that is just kind of built in. Yeah. I could agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully saying it on here with more awareness, people actually say, okay, yeah, let me start showing up on time, man. Let me start learning the music. Yeah. You know. Um yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a big deal for sure, man. Yes, sir. Now, here's the other thing. I remember a couple years ago. Yo, time doesn't make sense anymore, man. But a couple years ago, we went to... I actually went with with you. We went to this thing that Reigns was doing. Right? Um, Like going away (laughs) or something from Boston? Yeah. It wasn't his going away. I think it was a clinic uh workshop okay yeah 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 yeah. that might have been a few years ago man yeah 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 um aside from rains and this might be i hope this (laughs) this doesn't stretch the conversation (laughs) um but aside from rains are there any people that you'd say you admire musically um uh that you want to bring up uh right now um Definitely all school turtle. Uh, I mean, how can you leave out Frank? Everybody, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a musician, period, you go on like Instagram, you're going to see Frank on there uh, blazing some song. Um, who else? There's the Marcus Millers. Uh, I like Daryl Freeman too. Daryl Freeman. Freeman. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think those are the ones that come to mind first. 
And no, of course, Justin. Justin Reigns is, of course, like you mentioned, starting out. This so. guy didn't even mention Victor Wu, huh? Yeah, Victor Wu is on there too, man. I see but, how you, know, you feel, man. It's the, the list could be endless. The list could be endless, man. Sheree Reed? No, we don't. Sheree like Reed, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm naming names. You don't want me to say no. K Base, come on, man. K Base, Mono Neon. All right, all right. And I'll they're stop. all killing. They're, <laughs> they're all killing, man. They're all killing. Uh, but in terms of style, right? Because yep. one of the reasons I, I love Rings is really his style and his placement. Like, I don't think there's many people uh, that, you know, I'm not ranking anybody, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ranking at all. <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't want y'all to get us in trouble, all right? <laughs> uh, but in, t- in terms of just style, I just love Rain's style. Maybe because it, it, he aligns with what I probably want to do in my head. Yeah. But, you know... I haven't had his training or experience or talent to do that, but it it just align. It it just feels right to me every time. Right. Yep. Uh, Do you have any, anybody like that? Frank, man, stuff he'd be posting, even though it's like 20 second clips, like, and it's like, yo, what is he playing? What is he doing? It just sounds crazy. Um, I think he's definitely changed the game a little bit um, just with his social media presence. So yeah. And the stuff he, playing nowadays with Fred too. Um, I'd say it's like Reigns and Frank right now for me too. <laughs> All right. No order. <laughs> no order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely something about Frank. Uh, he, he is, he is, I, I would agree. He has kind of changed the game, man. Um, and, and where is he from? I think he's from Florida. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to the Florida, Florida guys. Yeah, you know, and he's Asian too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Know, the, the cadence approves. And he, got, he, got, he got base mod too, you know. So, uh, well, there you go. Speaking of base mod, right? Uh, I, I'm a sire guy, right? But I, I have a lot of love for base mod. Um, Definitely have a lot of love for base mod. What inspired you? you My base, you're like, yo, this feels nice. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Because here's the reason why the difference is, and this is for everybody. I've already told him this, but I want to tell you guys watching and listening. Um, With base mod, it feels more, feels like the fretboard is more welcoming, right? To me, right? So why do you have a sire? Oh, I'll get into the sire in a little bit. (laughs) I'll get to the sire. But the fretboard of the the bass mod feels more welcoming. It feels more comfortable for me um, just because of the length uh, of the neck. And especially once you get past the, uh, the, the, the second octave going into the body of the bass coming up the neck. Um, there's so much more space there if you want to do any cording, um, if you want to play anything nice up there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's way more comfortable for, for you up there. Uh, whereas with the Sire, you have to understand, and, and I'm not an authority on this, obviously. But, so <laughs> You know, have all the Sire players like, bro, what are you talking about? I, I, I don't want Marcus Miller making a response video. 
<laughs> like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I love the sire. First of all, I love the sire. Um, I love it because of the preamp, just the stock preamp, um, the, the level of power clarity. Uh, and also I love, I love the slap tone, which is what it's built for, right? It's a Marcus Miller bass. So it does what, what it, what it's designed to do very well. Where, uh, you know, if you want to slap, it, you're going to feel that punch and you're going to get that that feel that you're expecting from a Marcus Miller bass, right? Um, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't really seem to be designed for you to be chordy like that, you know? Okay. Well, what I will add, though, is that everything you just named that the sire does well. I <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to add that the bass mod, it does it well as well. So... Oh no! It sounds like you might be joining the base mods family. All right, guys. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you guys. If you guys are watching this right now, Sire team, Team Sire. I'm calling all of y'all together right now. Um, I'm, I'm calling uh, off the top of my head Shane Ryan and Barbados. <laughs> um, uh, who else plays a Sire? Um, I think we have some friends in a, in the Dominican Republic. Um, Somebody else plays a sire on the platform. Anyway, if you're watching this and you play sire, let us know in the comments. Sire versus base mod. Um, and also, if you're in the Cadence uh, crew, WhatsApp group, we're going to drop the question in there. We'll see what you guys think. All right. Um, and help us settle this, right? Because he's, he's going to keep pushing for base mod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aside from... from your base mod, your love for base mod, right? Um, is there any any other piece of equipment, any other brand that you want to shout out, even base wise? Uh, I think I'll stick to the base mods, base wise. Um, I mean, I use Shore stuff in airs for sure. Um, Shore is the name of the brand. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. That's that's pretty much it. Those two. I remember the time everybody was fiending for um, MTD bases. MTD, wow. <laughs> Justin's bases were still MTD, right? Yeah, everybody wanted an MTD. No, nobody's really. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I think they're pretty expensive, right? Like it started on like five thousand. Like they're in the like multiple of thousands yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. get a good base mods for you know 1200 or something like that 2000 at most so i think people are just priced out of a mtd but i'm sure they feel yeah. nice and sound nice <laughs> and see oh yeah going back to the sire conversation i just have yeah. to mention this the other thing about sire is they're giving you an experience that is supposed to cost a lot more right i got my sire for 700 dollars right mm -hmm. And for $700, I'm getting, in terms of power and tone, I'm getting something identical to the, to the base mod sound. Whereas for a base mod, you're going, you're, 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 you're going out like 1200, 1500, 2000. I got mine for like 12. Yeah. So Back for almost like 26, 16, 17. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So for almost half the, the price, you know, they're selling a base that, you know, is is amazing. 
But you're saying the neck is more welcoming. There's a reason why. Yeah, but come on, man. Like (laughs) (laughs) the neck isn't that bad, guys. I'm not saying the neck is bad. I love welcoming. You said it's on the base mod is just more welcoming, right? So, how would you feel going to play your base and you're not welcomed? You don't feel welcomed by the base. I I do feel welcomed. I feel welcome. I feel welcome on the sire for every, every for the range that I'm typically playing in. Okay, like, fair enough. Fair enough. So most of the time, it's not you. Don't feel like you don't feel. I think you anything. get a better growl out of the base mods, though. Nah. Yeah, growl. Nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. What? Come on, man. You, <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can get you. You can get in terms of that low end growl. You can get that from the sire. For I sure. don't know, man. I don't know. For sure. I'm not even debating that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to have to show me that. You're going to have to show me that. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of variables that goes into that. Though. Like what strings you have on, your settings on the bass. Right. A lot of these bass could, in all seriousness, sound pretty similar to one another. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's also not even just your strings, but, you know, the, the player as well. If you know right. where exactly you want to be plucking your bass, you know. Um, uh, but that being said, I, I have, a, I have a, a, I'm going to pivot to another question here. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is interesting. So I'll be honest with the platform, right? I'll be honest with you guys. I'll let you guys in. I enjoy playing gospel music generally more than secular music right i just do i'm not sure exactly why i don't have anything against secular music mm-hmm. or anything like that i just feel more at home playing worship music um do you have the same experience or is it different same experience man like nothing against any other type of music but i think it comes back to where we learned right and mm-hmm. where we're most comfortable playing um yeah it's almost like you feel more one with the the gospel music uh but i will say though the secular music can help with i mean i'm not saying i'm like bringing secular music in the church or <laughs> but it could help with like your the the kind of flavor and taste you're playing with mm-hmm. the way you approach your gospel music as well all right um, but yeah, definitely at home with gospel music for me too. Yeah. I'd say it's probably like 80, 90% of what I play uh, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So I, I would flip what you just said and just rephrase it. I would say, where, whereas I feel more at home playing gospel music, uh, you will find that playing secular music, uh, it can really be good for your development, right? Yeah. And, and kind of, expand your palate yes absolutely yeah. Yep. yeah 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 all right yeah hey man so you have any questions for me any questions for the cadence uh, nothing's coming to mind right now man um i guess how, most of the other like musicians that they all you said they also started in church right oh yeah yeah. The majority of the majority of musicians I speak to on the platform, they all pretty much started in church. Yeah. <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Have you ever brought on like an organist? You know, I haven't. I haven't. We featured organists before, but we've never actually had. Actually, good question. What is your, what are your thoughts of organists playing pedals while you're playing bass? (laughs) Have you ever been able to coexist with an organist guy that's heavy on pedals? Let me tell you something. So I'll tell you a story (laughs) before I just directly answer the question. So, uh, this is when I just moved to the U.S. Right. And for those of you guys who don't know, I moved up here when I was like 17, right? I left St. Lucia. And um, I had to readjust musically, right? So prior to moving here, I'd never played with an organist ever in my entire life, right? And uh, so now, um, <clears throat> excuse me, now I'm in this church, right? And I'm sitting next to this crazy organist, like beast organist. <laughs> Like to this day, I still I still love him. He, he's extremely talented, right? Um, shout out to Sam. Love you, Sam. Um, but he was playing some very some some chords which were not very straightforward, right? Um, and he was playing like substitutions on the pedals, mm. and he was leading into those pedals, man. Like playing. <laughs> He probably looked you straight in the eye and smiled while he was doing it, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there with my bass. Uh, it looks, looks like I just peaked a little bit. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with my bass, and I didn't know what to do because my air wasn't developed enough to, like, <laughs> know what he was doing. just know what he was doing. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know the song. I'm trying to play along. But sometimes I'm clashing with what he's playing and I don't know what direction he's going to go because yep. he's creative. So he, he keeps reharmonizing, yep. you know, and playing different stuff. And that was a nightmare, man. That, that was, <clears throat> that wasn't fun. Right? Yeah. And uh, it's a pet peeve, actually. <laughs> it's a pet peeve. Yeah. If I'm playing somewhere and the organist just leans into those pedals. Yeah. What what are we doing? Yeah. I guess the only situations where I don't mind that is if we're playing like a, a hymn. And if I'm the one who tells the organist, yo, you can play as well. Okay. Right. That's the only way. Like, I've done that many times, like at church. Like, if Adam's playing or something, Adam's this beast organist that we play with from time to time. Mm, shout out to Adam. He's playing. Yeah, shout out to Adam. If he's playing... Like if it's only, only if it's a hymn where I would be like, cause we know where it's going. It's very straightforward. It's very like, you know, you're going to hold the one for four bars and you're going to go to the four for four bars <laughs> back to the one and the five, like, and I like feeling and hearing bass like during the service. So yeah, I'll just tell him, you know, add in a little bit of organ bass and I'm going to just play straight as well. We, we have that chemistry where we're both, we both know what we're going to play. So um, other but- than that, if we're playing the other songs, like, I don't want to hear, if we're playing some, like, CC other song, I don't want to hear any pedals or anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, because right there, you're speaking to it taking a level of coordination and a level of exactly. alignment yep. to actually even get into that. So, <laughs> organist out there, you know, I've actually given this call before. I think I was speaking to uh, Kiara uh, from New York. Okay. Um, we were talking about this exact same thing. I gave this exact same story. <laughs> 
I'm going to give this call again, Organist, if you guys are watching this, you know, leave some room for the bass player. You don't need to make lean into those room. panels. <laughs> you know, make some room for the bass player, you know, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so how are we doing on time? It's seven 7.40. Um, are, are you good with time or do you have to go? I think I have to go, you know, um, I got, I got a few more minutes. I got a few more minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, guys, I want to tell you, so the whole intention here is if you're watching this on Instagram live right now, this is the first time that we're actually doing this. I, I have, I have this idea to try to consolidate our, our efforts to the Instagram platform. That's where most of our base is. Um, and so we're if this is working out well right now, when you're seeing us live right now, um, then I'm probably going to be doing this moving forward. If it didn't work out this time, then um, you're probably watching it on YouTube as well. Uh, I, th I think I'm going to post both regardless. Um, but uh, if you're watching this on live, thank you for joining us. Uh, and thank you for any reactions, whatever you've said. Um, and uh, we're only going to get better. Right. Um, so. Very quickly, uh, when it comes to, because you do post covers and, and you post uh, stuff uh, on Instagram, uh, do you have any advice for musicians or any common mistakes that you see musicians making on the gram <laughs> that you think they should kind of stay away I, from? I'm still learning myself, man. But <laughs> I think just the basic stuff, like make sure your lighting is good, make sure video's good. Um, and just make sure whatever you're posting is a good reflection of you. Like a lot of people are posting nowadays, trying to like copy other people and what they play. Just, you know, post what's true to you. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to post at all, you don't have to post at all. all right. um, so yeah, just, yeah, be true to who you are, your style. And don't be afraid to post either. Right. A lot of people, like, for me, my posting is almost like uh, a level of accountability, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to give myself a kind of cadence, mm. no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> to how often I post, because then that kind of keeps me, you know, keeps me at least a little sharp and, you know, learning music and kind of on the ball. So, yeah. yeah Another you, you, reason to post is like somebody might see your post and they might need someone on a gig or something. It's a good reminder to your community. Hey, I play bass. Mm -hmm. And if you play well, they'll see you, you know, you play it right there. So right. um, there've been many times where I've gotten hit up about like a gig for a church wedding gig uh just because they saw my video online and another thing is when someone's recommending you um to sub in or like for a gig they're gonna look you up on social media yeah, they'll send you have something that's on there <laughs> like it's guaranteed nowadays if you're someone's if you're recommended to like play for a band or something like they're gonna look you up so make sure you post good quality content of yourself because could make money from it absolutely yeah absolutely man yeah very well said um i'll add to that and just mention guys that one thing i see a lot of people doing is they'll have this great cover 
and an intro, and then they'll just have a bunch of text on the video at the very beginning saying, writing out, okay, cover of this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, nobody cares about that. <laughs> you can put you can put all that in the caption. Because the thing is, on social <laughs> media, oftentimes you only have a few seconds, right? Of someone's time while they're scrolling. So in those first few seconds, if somebody's looking at text and trying to read what you're saying, whatever cover is going to be, yeah. um, unless they know you and they're invested in your content and they like what you do, where they'll stay and wait for the text to disappear off the screen. A lot of other people, you just lost their attention. They're gone. They're gone. Think they're doing it for copyright purposes, maybe. Well, I agree, I agree with you, but yeah. I think even that, right, in terms of copyright purposes, unless you, okay, let's, unless you like know the original um, off of the track and you have a relationship with them, you know, and maybe you worked on some projects with them and stuff like that. If you're just a, a guy who who's, who's pulling a mainstream song, the copyright sniffer is already working <laughs> on, on Instagram. <laughs> and they're, they've become super annoying too, because uh, on the, the cadence, there's a couple of days where we've posted features and the sniffers will just take it down, right? Oh. Uh, and or they they'll ban the content in certain countries. Like they'll say, okay, this song cannot be played in Russia. Uh, like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it, yeah, but overall, there's no real need for anybody to put that typical. I don't own the rights to this song. You know how a lot of people do that. Right. I think that's a myth. I don't think anybody actually needs to do that. Um, I I don't think because so many people. So many people pull mainstream songs and yeah. add their own artistic interpretation. If you're not flagged by the sniffers, then you're probably fine. But I've seen you people know? like they've had their page like shut down and then they came back with a new page and they're adding that and they seem like, really? but yeah, I would agree if the sniffers are just kind of like, if it's like audio sniffing, then whatever you write probably won't matter. All right. <clears throat> But yeah, man. Because if you really think about it, even if you say it's like somebody stealing, right? Somebody yeah. walks into your house it's and takes your mine. couch. This couch is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> As they're walking out the door. Oh, that is true. That's this couch. True. I do not own the right to sit on this couch. <laughs> or oh, rob a bank. I do not own the rights to this money. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Just use the track, man, and you're probably fine. But I don't know. There might be. There is. There's always a possibility that there's something I don't know, right? So I'm. I'm open to. Yeah. I'm open to that. So guys, once again, uh, you guys can let us know if there's something that we missed on that in the comments. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me today. Oh yeah, a pleasure, man. We, we need to have you back one of these days. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> So everybody, as always, guys, I know, I apologize. Our consistency has been suffering. You know, there's been a lot going on, but it's no excuse. I don't make, I don't make excuses for you guys. Uh, we will be back with another episode, another episode of The Green Room next month. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Thank you so much for your support and uh, get in the music.
Thank <laughs> you.